everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing episodes 5 through 8 of Touch Your Heart. Whoop. I Whoop. love this show. I love this I show love so this much. Show. Also, we're doing 5 through 8, a.k.a. just episode 6. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, that was a big ep. That was a big ep. I guess six and eight were both huge. We should have just done this one two at a time. Yeah, I kind of thought about that, especially when I was worried that we had not timed this right and we were not going to, uh, like, we were going to outpace the release of the episodes. Yeah. I think we're safe. I think we're pretty darn safe, but... I hope so. But I wasn't sure for a a moment, and I thought we would just have to do the last half of the show, two episodes at a time. <laughs> but it's fine, because we'll just talk about the only two episodes that we can remember, because so much happened in them. And, and it's fine, because the pacing seems to be built kind of around two episodes. Mm-hmm. It was weird rewatching these four episodes, because I remember when I was watching them the first time, the Im Yun Hui case felt like so much. Mm-hmm. It was like it felt like it was gonna be the rest of the show. Another ten episodes of this one case. And so to realize that it was over in the very next episode was kind of so mind blowing. Maybe it was supposed to be a bunch of episodes and then instead they decided uh Lee Dong-wook himself decided he was such a good lawyer that he had solved it. <laughs> but it also felt a little cheap watching it the second time, because part of the build-up was that it was this groundbreaking case that would forever change law in Korea. And it felt like the writers were so excited, and that was the drama that they wanted to go for. And then they chickened out. Yeah. And they were like, they we can't, out. we can't be groundbreaking on that level. No, nope. we can't change laws in Korea. Cause if we pick one, then it'll set a precedent in Korean dramas, <laughs> the Supreme court of Korean dramas. Speaking so, of court cases, did you think it was kind of wild that, I don't know, I guess living in America has desensitized me to murder, but <laughs> They at one point he tells her that murdering someone is not the like you cannot murder someone in self defense necessarily because you can't justify it unless they were going to attack you with a weapon and murder uh, you. But I was like excessive still- force. Yes, because you can still murder a person without a weapon. Like just because he didn't try <laughs> to stab her with a knife doesn't mean that he wasn't going to kill her. Mm. But I don't know. I I think yeah. I think that was Oyunso's argument a little bit. Was like I see what the law says, but I still think she was going to die. Right. So I think you can turn it around, Lawyer Kwan. Also, thank the Lord for Oyunso because she's so pure and good. 
I like without sacrificing. I don't know. She's still really good at her job as a lawyer's secretary and so sensitive toward the people that he is kind of condemning, I guess, a little bit. For example, how this one wrapped up was... I don't know. It was really interesting. Did you like it, actually? No. That's what I want to talk about (laughs) instead of what I was going to say. Did you like it? Because I didn't either, yeah. I mean, I I get it. That's why... I guess I meant by the lo- uh, the writers chickened out. It didn't feel like that was what they had planned. It felt like they were going to fight the laws in Korea with their words. But then they decided to just be drama writers and make it dramatic. And it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, and also a little bit sad. I don't know. I just, I feel like... I needed the assurance. I needed the assurance that everything was going to be okay in the end, but from their point of view, at least in these episodes, it was like, well, we defended who we were supposed to, so it's out of our hands. But they incriminated someone who... That's kind of a more interesting case to me. Who Mm -hmm. is guilty in that situation? The person who feels like she's guilty because she essentially was the one who was more in control of the situation or the man who murdered someone with his hands, but he was, he technically, I don't know, when someone is differently abled mentally, it's like, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like you said, it's a more interesting case. Yeah. Uh What's that like? They made it more interesting, and then they were like, we're done. (laughs) We finished. He uh, admitted to the crime, which was the beginning of Immune Hui's case, is her admitting to the crime. So it's weird that that's the end of his case. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the Immune... Yoon Hui case was very interesting, and then it wasn't. I don't know. Mm. It felt like most of the interest lied in the relationship between the prosecutor and the lawyer. Yes, which that is another thing that I thought was a little bit weird, because I do feel like you could plead conflict of interest yeah, I I like that they brought that up. And so I said lied instead of lay. I think I was supposed to say lay. English is so hard. But um, I, I like that at one point they mentioned that if you don't take cases that are against lawyers that you know or have anyone that you've, you're connected with involved, then you can never take a case because right. we're all kind of classmates. At this point. Yeah, though part of me wondered if it could be more treated as conflict of interest because she had shared nothing she wasn't allowed to share, mm. but she had shared details of the case ahead of time. So it's one of those things where I don't know if there's any legal precedent for that, but it does seem like there should be because he had, he had advised the prosecution, essentially. Uh. And then was going up against the prosecution as a defendant. Yeah. And so that was 
tricky. That was a tricky situation. (laughs) And I, like I said, I don't know if there's a legal precedent that Mm -hmm. would stop them from doing that. And also, I especially don't know if there's a legal precedent in Korea that would stop them from doing that. But, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that, who knows? Seems wrong. Yeah. Seems wrong that they could talk about the case and then both work on it on opposing sides. Man, it just bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. Both the way the case ended and the way that their relationship was affected, where it seems like they'll bounce back, but you watch Yuyorum go through such hell in her workplace and then lose. Yeah. She goes through hell just accepting the case. She gets bullied for taking the case from her senior. And then she starts putting so much investment in it, both because there's so much... She's already being bullied, but also there's an opportunity for growth within her company? Would you call it a company? Her law office? Yeah. So it's it's kind of just sad to to be like, sorry, we've got a main character, so you can't win. (laughs) Oh, you're not him. He has to win. He's a winner. You're a loser. Sorry. (laughs) Always. Sorry you're mad at your ex-boyfriend for being a winner when you're a loser. But really, he's not the main character either. Yeah, so honestly, like, you're just a loser. Uh You're just a loser. (laughs) You're losing everything. Oh no! Yeah, oh. I mean, it it comes back around in a better way. There was one thing that she said that kind of bothered me, though, and it made me want her to lose more than I did before. I did want her to win up until she said that she would do whatever it took to prove that Im Yoon-hui had done it. And he had just said, I will do whatever it takes. Essentially, it said something along the lines of, I will find the truth about this. Like, I will provide the truth. And she was like, I will provide the thing that will... Yeah, that will give me a good, good win. Yeah. I was less in her corner after that little combo. It took me until the second time I watched it to realize what they were doing, where he was keeping it professional and she was attacking their personal relationship. Yeah, she didn't handle that's it why. super well. Yeah, that's why Kim Samon was standing off to the side judging a little bit. Yeah. But also not. He's a very nice man and he doesn't judge anyone. No. He just feels bad. I like him a lot and I didn't realize I liked him when we started the watching it and I felt like I was kind of mean to him. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm waiting for the reason they broke up to be something really terrible about him. Yeah. Because they keep talking about how Yoram has this awful personality and nobody likes her and he's this awesome, funny, super nice guy who's got 
he's a silver spoon baby, as they say. Mm-hmm. He's and just, he's everything and she's nothing. He's everything and she's nothing. So, of course, she was the reason that they broke up. So, I'm just waiting for them to be like, he was a murderer and uh, she found out, but she wouldn't convict him. It did hint at it, and I'm trying to decide how. That he's a murderer? No. Is he a murderer? <laughs> he's a murderer. It hinted <laughs> that he was a serial killer that murdered half of Korea. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> Slow on the uptake, though. I'm famous for that. <laughs> no, uh, it hinted at the reason they had broken up. What is it? I didn't catch it. So, I this is how I understood it, but I could be wrong. Hit me. Her father was accused of committing fraud. Okay, I remember that. And he was the defendant? Or perhaps the n- prosecutor? He might have been the prosecutor. Oh, oh, I see. So maybe he was the prosecutor and he kind of let him off easy. Yeah, that was it. That was it. That was it. Now I remember. He was the prosecutor and he was accused of letting him off easy, which is why he was sent away. And people, because they were dating, said that he let him off easy, but also because of that didn't accept that the law is the law and he was found innocent. And so they still were like, he's a fraud. He's not going to jail because the prosecutor Uh. let him off easy. But I think that affected her life and her relationship with her father and their relationship. And he was sent away. And maybe that affected his career negatively enough that he broke it off. Or maybe she broke it off. I don't know. I can see her breaking it off and being like, don't be that nice to me. Which is so ironic because what we've seen so far is her abusing the law to get more power. Mm-hmm. So him, it would be ironic that they broke up because he abused the law to help people who uh, maybe he just decided were nice people. Yeah, that is another thing, though, that I'm pretty sure there has to be a legal precedent that disallows <laughs> you from being the prosecutor against your girlfriend's dad. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's... I know there's medical stuff where you can't operate on someone that you feel a personal connection to because, mm. like, you can't operate on your own kid because there's too much pressure. You're too invested. You can't do that. Emotionally. Yeah. Law doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, there's no... We can solve the riddle. I solved it. I, I've done it. I've solved your legal riddle. <laughs> wow. They lay out all the pieces, and I'm just so excited for someone else to put the puzzle together that I never attempt it myself. <laughs> I'm usually wrong, so... <laughs> Raquel sticks the pieces together. Whether we have all of them or not, she's made a puzzle. I've made it. I've crammed them all together. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited. I think you're right. I only remember the times you're right, so that's all that matters. It did take a lot of wind out of my sails as far as being super stoked about a legal drama, because I do, I love legal dramas. I love them. I love the cases. And yes, and so far this one had been so well done. Yeah. And with then, the girls' cases. And then it wasn't. I'm hoping they have at least one more 
really good case that they handle, that they do together before they have to handle her case against the guy who drugged her. Yeah, I think they will. There's, I feel like that's a last stretch, like final four episodes uh, thing that's going to happen. Yeah. That's yeah. my guess. I hope so. I hope that they don't push that too quickly. But I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying I hope this, I hope that. They have done nothing <laughs> to lose my trust. This K-drama no. is amazing. It's done real good so far by us, except having a surprise um, murder. <laughs> surprise. Surprise. It's a different murder. Can We're- you just do that? Can you just walk in walk someone into court and be like, this is the murderer, actually. Right, I'm pretty sure you have to run witnesses, uh, I'm talking about the American legal system again, but you have to, the prosecution has to know about... Who's going to be on the stand. Yeah, though I guess they also got the opportunity to question him, and they decided not to question So, But... We have got to learn more law. (laughs) We've got to stop talking. Let's talk about the romance. (laughs) That's what I know about. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Opposite spectrums of what we know about romance, and we're hoping that we average out (laughs) and make a really good podcast about Korean dramas. Like, I'm the social dullard that doesn't know shit about shit. (laughs) And I got married to the man I met at 16. (laughs) Are we that romantic? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But we're very much in love. Yes. Um. So, what, <laughs> what a spectrum we've got. Let's talk about romance. Let's do it. I love the main romance of this K-drama. It has been perfect. Should we talk about... Let's talk about the worst one first. Go from our least favorite to our most favorite, because there's so much to talk about with our most favorite romance. Yes, okay. But I just want to get the dumb ones out of the way. My least favorite romance is between lawyers Dan and Choi. That's my least favorite as well. Yes! Same page. We do not need three office romances. No. We don't need it. And that is a a weird pairing. I am 100% here for them becoming pretty supportive friends who sometimes roast each other. That's great. Do it. I'm even here for having, if they want to go down this road where she easily falls in love again, and this time it's with lawyer Choi, whatever. Well, I'll follow you down this road, I guess. But please don't make it a thing. We don't, like you said, we don't need another office romance. And it's not a good fit. It's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> it's uh, it's not gonna work. They're such good. They're already such good friends, and I've, their relationship seems to be developing as far as they keep seeing each other in vulnerable situations. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be friends. I don't need them to be in a romantic relationship. No. Nope. Nope. I will. Uh, Except for, I will say, the only thing that I would be supportive of is that they do know each other on the level of their stereotypes that we talked about last episode, 
where I don't think she would expect him to not be a mama's boy anymore. And I don't think he would expect her to not be as timid. And we talked about wanting them to find relationships and true love where they wouldn't be expected to change who they are. Yes. And I think that's something that their relationship would be built on, which is good. Yeah. But they also have seen each other love so many other people at this point. That's really weird, too. It's I don't know. I don't think it's impossible. Like part of their relationship, their friendship is like, I see you dating all these people. I need you to find someone who appreciates you for being timid and for being a mama's boy. And we're going to help each other out in that way. That would be so good. And I mean, I'm trying to like think of the point in time that because she falls in love super easily, I'm trying to think of the convincing moment that they convince me that he loves her too. Mm-hmm. And I'm I can't come up with it. It's not even a spark in his eye. Mm-mm. I don't know. He's just really nice to her so far when when she's like really needs it, but that's not love yet. No. Okay, secondly's favorite for me is still Secretary Yoon and office manager. I agree. I'm here with that because um, they just need to... I think she said it all when she was asked about it by the uh, the receptionist. Reception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't really have time. And if I had free time, I'd be spending more with my daughter. I don't, there's not a romance that I can have. And I support that that's what she wants to do. I don't want to force her into a situation that makes her life even more complicated. Yeah. I liked the receptionist's counterpoint of, you could find someone who realizes that. And doesn't want to pressure you into, like, actually dating like a young couple would. But I I see where you're at. I see. I like that she talked about it and that she's got boundaries set and expectations for her own life before a relationship. That girl's night, by the way. Oh, my God. (gasps) Yes. That was precious. It and was everything so that we always want from K-dramas. Right? Like, friendships were made, phone numbers were exchanged, and that was beautiful. Secretary Yoon turning to oh. Yoon... Yoon-so. Yoon-so, and being like, hey, here's my number. We're friends. You don't, you don't have to, like, feel any pressure. Yeah. Just know that we're friends. And it's so nice. It's oh. so nice because Yunso had just been so vulnerable and mentioned that she didn't really have friends. And she didn't even say it in the overly self-deprecating way where it, you feel obligated to be someone's friend. <laughs> no. She just kind of laid it out. Yeah, actually, most of my relationships are fake. Oh, no. Uh. That's fine, though, because I'm a professional. Yeah. And oh. so good. So good. And she's there supporting all of them. Yeah, supporting lawyer Dan in the wake of her breakup. 
because she needed mm-hmm. some support. That was a rough breakup. We are absolutely the receptionist because she has no life outside of this office. <laughs> she goes home. She watches K-dramas. She goes to sleep. Her life is not dramatic. She does not get lines except in support of other people. I should be so lucky, though, to work in an <laughs> office where I got to watch everyone else's life fucking falling apart. <laughs> that is the dream. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I would be supportive of them. Yeah. In a second. I feel like they're falling apart in a good way. Yeah. Generally. It's the good drama where no one is dying yet. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want... To be around the whole dying You know Kim Sewan is a serial killer, so it's any day now. <laughs> Everyone's gonna die at some point, right? So they they mentioned they they gave a flicker of a horror drama in that those first couple episodes. <laughs> so it's gonna come back real mm-hmm. strong. Someone's gonna do a murder for Someone's sure. Someone's gonna do a murder, but for right now, cute. Yeah. Love it. And the boys' night was fine. The boys' night was weird. I hated it. I honestly (laughs) hated boys' night. Do not pick one of the girls and be like, she's the hottest. We're all trying to get with that. And her boyfriend Uh, has to just awkwardly sit in the corner and not say anything because it's a secret romance. even Even if he wasn't there or if he wasn't her boyfriend, guys, find something more interesting. Which I think... I don't know. I've never been to a boys' slumber party. I just think that probably they talk about video games and <laughs> movies and sports, perhaps sports, depending on the type perhaps, of guys. Alcohol, things mm-hmm. similar to what girls talk about. I mean, if my interactions with my male friends are indicative of what guys talk about with their friends, it is video games. Almost mm-hmm. exclusively. I don't think they just talk about one woman and how hot she is. <laughs> just how girls don't have pillow fights. I think that's a stereotype. Right. And it, I don't, it's really reductive of their personalities to be, yeah. to say they don't have any other interests except for the hottest girl in the office. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Don't stereotype was... men, okay? Right. They have more interesting things to say. I want to hear them talk about being good lawyers. Like, I'm super proud of you guys for not stereotyping women for once. Don't get me wrong. I'm really happy for you K-dramas. But also, <laughs> like... I can just not stereotype anyone. I can celebrate your victories and also still mourn your defeats. <laughs> not me. Because the women also <laughs> mostly talked about men and dating. Ooh, but when you're they will right. be talked about friendship. Yeah, they talked about friendship, and I guess I just liked how supportive it was. It wasn't like, let's... Let's all talk about how cute the lawyers are. Yeah. The boy lawyers. Instead, it was Yunso being like, you know what? Fuck that guy that broke your heart. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty accurate, actually. If anyone yeah. ever hurts people that I think of as friends, I hate them. I'm the first guy to be like, you know what you need to do? Write down asshole and just, like, leave it in public on his car or something. On his windshield. Under his wiper. 
Dude. Write it in ketchup packets on the hood of his car. <laughs> that's fair. Maybe that's just what I wanted from the men. Give me that. Uh, that good, good, reasonable. They all have relationships that they want to talk about. <laughs> they all want one relationship with the same woman. With the same woman and talking about their odds of doing well with her, with each other. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That's so... It's really fucked up, especially considering that technically it's like all of her bosses. Yes! In a room talking about sexually harassing her. At least it's only on the road trip. Yeah. It's not so bad to get a bunch of hot dogs. I don't know what those were. Yeah. She's not going to eat that, guys. She likes to look at it because she can't eat it because (laughs) she's a beautiful model. She she doesn't eat things that are fried. Let me tell you this right now. Let me tell you this. She's enjoying her air for lunch. (laughs) She wasn't saying, look at those hot dogs. I wish I had one. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, that's true. Cause I <laughs> don't eat, worry about her. I eat corn dogs and I do not look like a model. So, <laughs> so we know from experience <laughs> we're not gonna look like her at thirty six. <laughs> we eat the hot dogs. <laughs> Give me the fried food. Give me the fried food. Okay. Anyways. Rant over. On to next step up. Can't say one. And you, your rum. Yes, that is my second favorite relationship. Second favorite. We're getting somewhere. They had a moment. Damsel in distress. And he was there, and he was really real with her, and he just told her about how she needs to take care of herself, because he can't also be the distant guy, but also have to watch her fall apart, and I get it. That's actually super fair. She does need to take care of herself. Glad someone told her. Glad someone told her that's not just her best friend who she doesn't listen to because they're fighting right now. It's fine. They're gonna get past it. They gave us half a second of, he's not gonna pick up the phone, he's not gonna be there, and I'm really curious why. Because, your boy, maybe it was so that Lawyer Kwan had to cancel his date. Mm, probably. Probably. But he calls Kim Se-Wan, and he doesn't answer, and I thought they were going to do a, look, prosecutor, you, needs him, and he's not there. And yeah. I was going to be real disappointed. I feel they that. They did not do that. Thank goodness that they goodness. decided that they weren't going to make him, I don't know, I guess just a, a flaky dude that yeah. does, he wants to get back together, but like, I don't know, it's we're, pretty oh, late. It. It's pretty late <laughs> on a Wednesday night, so. But the even more frustrating, like, not even his decision, completely out of his control, he just didn't get the phone call. Like, yeah. oh, what a bummer. <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't, because she has spent the week watching Homegirl crawl all over him. That's the only only triangle we're getting. But is it really a triangle if she doesn't even have a chance? No, it is not. And she's honestly just 
really pathetic. It's actually pretty frustrating how pathetic she is. They made possibly the most pathetic... She's more pathetic than freaking uh, Shin Wu. You're beautiful. <laughs> because she's not very likable so far. No. They haven't made her... I think she is, but they haven't explicitly made her a very respectable lawyer, a super hard worker, someone he relies on for business purposes. She just is there to hit on Kim Se-won. Yeah. Yep, yep. She being, hopefully you all know, because her name is Homegirl in my notes. It's like his paralegal or his, I don't know. I think she's a regular lawyer that was in charge of a case, and she needed help, so they called Kim Se-won back. And now they're partners. I think she's, like, at his level. Okay. So I guess So why that's are they good. making her so... All that she cares about and can do is gossip and hit on him. She's a dumb ween. I hate her. She's a dumb ween. Like, what? Ah. I'm wondering, also, if they'll give us that moment, eventually, where she has a real talk with someone and actually shows a personality, and then we'll have <laughs> to feel compassion toward her and not just hate her dumb fucking face. It's so easy to hate someone when they only have five characteristics. Mm-hmm. They're not a full human being yet. Yep. And so I guess thanks for letting us hate her for now, but... I, mm-hmm. I'm sure it will be ta- our self righteous fury will be taken away at some point. <laughs> Can she just fall in love with Lawyer Choi? Well, and... that would be fine, I guess. I don't know. He seems pretty self centered, and she seems like the type that would stroke that ego. Mm hmm. Go for it. I don't really care. Um, but they're taking baby steps with Kim Se-won and Yu Yu Rum's relationship. And I like that. Taking it slow. Don't have to hop right into it. Because they did... Okay, so top favorite relationship. (gasps) They're hopping. They're They're skipping. They're jumping. They went right in. And I I am such a fan of slow burns, but I'm really stoked on how this relationship is developing. I'm just so happy for them. It feels a little slow burn when the first kiss is on episode 8. That's fair. That's really fair. I, but uh, for some reason, it's been such a satisfying journey. Because they do cute shit together. Like, <laughs> like she comes and picks him up for work and he asks if he can hold her hand and that's fucking adorable. The sticky notes that they didn't throw away a single note. Oh my god. They both just stacked them up. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. They are so Because I liked liked that whole scene that she decorated the office in pink and it's adorable. And he says, not my office. (laughs) Thank you. You can absolutely do your office. That is fine. It's such a, it felt like such a real relationship right there. Yeah, I honestly did feel like it was a peek into a real relationship where, and they're kind of stumbling through it, a very early real relationship where they do Mm -hmm. things for each other, but every once in a while it's kind of a weird thing that Uh maybe you shouldn't have done. Like, here's the boundary, we're gonna set it right here. Mm -hmm. But still, they kept the sticky notes. Oh my god, the sticky (laughs) notes. 
That was my favorite part. I think the hand-holding was your favorite part. It was. The hand-holding was my favorite part, which is surprising, because usually I hate that part, but they just did it really cute. It was just a really nice moment where he just turns to her and asks, and I don't think she had ever been asked before, so she was embarrassed, but also so stoked. So stoked. I loved the weird pocket scene. I did too. Oh my god. I liked it. It was so cringy and so good. Yeah. Because I was dying. For sure I was dying. And then they pulled it back so well, like an episode and a half later, when she is all embarrassed. But also it's so realistic to be laughing it off and being like, I don't know. I'm Sometimes I don't know where my head is at. I'm so sorry I did that to you. And then to have him be like, no, you know what? I liked it. But so unrealistic too, right? Like I would never bring up my most embarrassing moment ever again. I and see she's that's... just like walking down the street. Like remember when I did that really stupid thing? <laughs> <laughs> Good times. I think that's so relatable because whenever I feel extra extra weird about a thing, I do joke about it. I just try <laughs> and fucking play it off like it's the funniest joke. Like oh, Raquel's an idiot. Remember how Raquel's an idiot? Remember that? Oh, We yeah. were both there. <laughs> That's good. That's a very healthy thing to do, Kill. Not me. Pack that down. <laughs> Don't Cram ever it. take it out. Cram it into the dark space under the bed and think we about it at forget. night when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just don't do embarrassing things. Don't worry about me, guys. That's actually true. I cannot think of a single embarrassing thing Emily has ever done. Thank God, because they're piling up here in Japan. (laughs) I'm going to leave them all here. (laughs) I cannot survive in this society. Going back to America. Do no wrong. (laughs) Do no wrong. The country of do no wrong for me. What else did they do? A bunch of cute stuff. Um, oh, Kim Se-won had a real role in this relationship that I cannot get over, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. she yells at your boy, Lawyer Kwan, over, about the pasta. She is real drunk and just screams at him about pasta. And I thought that was really funny, but also very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And Kim Se-won is like, nobody cares about pasta, you boy. <laughs> My boy, our boy, Lawyer Kwan. <laughs> it's about love. And Lawyer Kwan gets it. There might have been another one, but the the next one I can think of was, I think there are three. The only two I can think of was when she comes over to yell at him again about liking Yoram. Yes. And Kim Se-won explains to her like, no, that no, no. that is not... That is not true. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. He's a Cupid boy. He is. I like that they have this really emotionally available, like, love guru that just, mm-hmm. he knows. Love guru is much better than Cupid boy. <laughs> Thank you. It's just really, it's what every K-drama needs, because usually it's a bunch of idiots like blind leading the blind bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yes but in this definitely it's not like his love life is going super great right now but it's 
getting better, and it's because he's really emotionally intelligent, and he knows when he needs to step in and help help a good guy out or help a good girl out, you know? Just needs to exp- step in. explain how humans work to people because they're too close to the situation. Yes. And in a way that they can understand. <gasps> that was the third one. It was so, so good. Where uh, uh, Jungrok gives his confession, but he only does it halfway. And so he makes your girl so sad. Kim Se-won is like, let me explain it in law terms, since you're a robot boy. They can only understand law things. <laughs> what a friend. MVP. I know. It makes me a little bit mad that Lawyer Kwan has been such a jag about him living with him, because honestly, he needs him in his life constantly. He needs him in his home there at <laughs> night to coach him through his social interactions for the day so that he knows how things went for real, though. Oh, it's so, so good. Kim Se-won, the MVP of our main couple's relationship. Yes. I love him. But and also, he also allows them to save face so well, too. Like, he explains things in a way where it's like, no, I can see how you'd feel that way, but listen. Yeah. This is how it is, but I know why you thought. That that's not how it was. Mm-hmm. You're a smart boy. I feel like but we all need a Kim Se-won in our life. We do. Where is my Kim Se-won? Probably it's you. <laughs> my Kim Se-won. Probably it's Maurice. Oh, he doesn't tell me shit about anything. I know. He, he just talks an only dog. And he pushes people away. And that's all he does. <laughs> that's your Kim Se-won is someone who <laughs> keeps you alone forever. <laughs> okay. That's what I need. Hey. Maybe I should be your Kim Se-won. When I move back, you can move in with me. Yes. And then I can be your Kim Se-won. You can coach me on what people actually mean when they say anything ever. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. Jason can be your Yoram, who's <laughs> constantly like, Hey, Raquel, where are you going? Do you want to go out? And you're like, I was <laughs> going to go on a date, but yeah, I'd much rather go out with you. That's usually true, then- though, that I'd rather just hang out with Jason and, like, all your relationships will be ruined forever <laughs> because Jason has no emotional intelligence <laughs> to say, oh, I shouldn't step in right here. <laughs> Just kidding. I think he's smarter than that. He won't ruin your relationships. Thanks, Jason. I don't know. We'll see. I can't make promises. <laughs> He just likes hanging out with you, so... Oh, that makes me so happy. Sometimes I just feel like the burden that he's carried with him since we were five <laughs> years old. <laughs> like, well, we've made his friends this far. I can't just leave her behind now. <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> Good. Good. I've trapped him. Uh, oh, and then there was a real confession. There was a half-confession... And a whole confession. Oh, it was real cute. Both of almost, them were good. Almost reading back on the notes, I'm like, oh, I guess it was anticlimactic a little bit. But it was very true to the characters. At the time, I was really happy with it. I especially mm. liked when he wrote down the tiniest little note on a piece of paper after trying so hard to write something long-winded and it was just not working out for him. So he just said, let's date. 
<laughs> I loved his long, weird note. I wish he could have seen all the drafts. Right? I hope that he saved those. I know he didn't, but I want her to stumble upon them one day and be like, what the fuck <gasps> is this, buddy? <laughs> what are all these? Look at that. You wrote so many drafts. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, end of episode seven is their date at the observatory that is abandoned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nobody's there. Mm-mm. But it's but nice. I love his speech about being slow, being too slow for her, and saying, I'm going to move toward you at my own pace forever, and I'm sorry if it seems like I'm going too slow. It's, that's exactly what he said, word for word. It was just that beautiful. <laughs> I really like it. I really... Someday I'm gonna steal the shit out of that and tell someone that. Just be like, I'm sorry. I just... I am how I am. And I know that you sometimes want more from me. And I'm sorry that I can't see that. You can tell me. (laughs) That is okay. (laughs) That is okay. It's preferred. Mm -hmm. He's such a good boy. Oh. And then episode eight was the workshop. The workshop? Oh, yes. They went on. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to leave that silence in the podcast. (laughs) And be like, okay, thank you for listening to Frank. (laughs) Yep. They go to the workshop. And that's nice. I like that she was so excited for her first time doing everything. It was cute. She's so cute. I love her. Love her. I want to protect her. I think they talk about, at different points in the show, I like how they, the different characters address their feelings towards Yunso and thinking she's going to be certain ways, but then she's actually a different way. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like our discussion. Yes, thinking she was going to be one way. In fact, the one, oh my god, the girl that we relate to the most, the receptionist, she's the one that said, I really expect her to be pretty stuck up, but she's actually uh-huh. so cute. And I was like, same! Get That's out of my I head! <laughs> Get out of my body! I'll give me give me your body. <laughs> I love her. I want to wear your skin suit. <laughs> I want to wear your skin. Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. <laughs> I love your clothes. Anyways, yeah, we also have the same brain, so we're connected somehow. Oh, let's see. And the- then they secret kiss. Boop, boop. We were waiting. Is it secret, Raquel? Do you I- think episode nine is going to be everybody's awake? I feel like episode nine is going to be something like lawyer Yoon or secretary Yoon is awake. And <laughs> I thought it'd be the CEO. That's my guess. Oh. We're going to place our bets right now. Okay, I'll do Yoon. You do CEO. I think that they're going to keep it a secret office romance for a while, but I think they're going to drag the most innocent member of the group in with them. That's a good call. I thought it'd be the CEO and he'd just tell everybody immediately. Mm. So two different paths they could take. Yeah. I feel like if if it's the CEO, he would start yelling at Lawyer Kwan and being like, you can't sexually harass (laughs) people. She doesn't like you. (laughs) <laughs> That's messed up. You can't just force people to kiss you. Uh, 
Right, but then they'd have to come out and tell the whole office that they're dating. She'd be like, oh, damn it. Come on, CEO. We just wanted to make out at night at camp like every other 13-year-old kid. Yeah, give her all of the experiences. Come on. Okay, we've got our best place, and now we can go watch it. Immediately, right now. Right now. I've been waiting for this moment. I love this show. It's so good. I can't wait for the future of this show. (laughs) I can't wait for the future. (laughs) That's it. You also can't wait for the future. Join us next week. Yes. For episodes, what, 9 through 12? Those are the ones. Those are the ones. In the meantime, we do have a Twitter. You can tweet at us. It's at PlayOnK. We rarely use it, only to really talk about the first episodes of K-Dramas, but we love to hear from you guys. So if you guys wanted to just be like, hey, we're listening, it's the best news that we could get. We love it. We love it. We love it. Uh, we also have an email, plankpodcast at gmail.com, where you can send us anything you want. It can be even more than the characters that Twitter limits you to. So you can tell us how much you love the podcast, anything you would improve, anything you want to hear from us, anything at all. Yes. We have a website where we keep all of our episodes. You can go back and listen to them. You can comment on the episodes. But most importantly, you can sign up for our newsletter where we talk about uh, when we're starting a new K-drama or when we're doing something different. We like to try and keep you guys updated conservatively. We do not flood your inbox. <laughs> about once a month, we'll let you know. Yes. Um, or you can... Find us on iTunes under the podcasts. We are Play on K, and there you can rate and review us. Let us know what you're thinking and feeling, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Yes, and then we have a theme song. It's done by James Hevel, and we love it, and we love him. Thank you so much, James, and thank you all for listening. Thank you. K-bye. K-bye.